Wandeer is back again with something guaranteed to make your life just a little bit easier. You thought they had everything covered with the instant classic Wandeer S10 and under? Well, you couldn't be more wrong. The wise people at Wandeer know your child even better than you do. They're aware that as little Jimmy's brain grows and develops, he's going to stop wanting to play the mow the yard game. Eventually, he's going to get bored and lazy. Luckily, the adult product engineers at Wandeer are experienced at outsmarting children of all ages. Trust us, we hired the majority of them away from Hasbro and Mattel. With that in mind, on sale now at all Wandeer locations is the amazing, brand new, S11 and over all yard ATV. The men and women at Wandeer have taken your child's TikTok corrupted attention span into account with this fabulous new children's riding lawnmower. The S11 and over is totally customizable. You can slap on some of the free Wandeer stickers that are included and have little Lance or Karen feeling like a big X Games star as they ride around the yard, naively doing good old dad's yard work for him for at least a couple more summers. This allows you to continue propping your feet up with your favorite cold beverage on Saturday and catching every minute of the game. Still equipped with all of the safety features that you've come to expect and rely on, Juan Deere has broken the mold again with the S11 and over all yard ATV. Just tell them, put away that homework for now, kids. It's time for you to head outside for some fresh air and fun. Then you relax, pat yourself on the back, and let your kids take care of the mowing for you. Find it now, just in time for spring, at all authorized Juan Deere dealers. Oh, here we go again. It's us again. It's your dads from the online place, the guys that you listen to every week or so, and we're here to teach you more dad stuff. I'm Corey. I'm Dan. We are talking about another special topic, at least to me, and I know that a lot of people think of these things every time we have particular news come across our TVs and our and our computers. I don't want to get too deeply into these things as far as why we picked this, and I'll probably just delete all that right there. <laughs> We are coming up on our kids, you know, eventually getting into school. And I've been mostly around in-school people, students, what have you. But it's a big deal to decide what you want to do as far as homeschooling or, or sending your kid away to, to let the teachers do their thing. And we're going to talk today about which we prefer, which we, you know, our pros and cons for each. We're going to have a future dad at the end that will let you in on our decision as far as which we decide. And don't or, or how we're leaning at this yeah, at point. At least how we're leaning. We still got a couple of years before yeah. they're actually considered school age. Uh, anything we say here today, I know that some people are firmly in one side or the other. These are this is about as controversial, I think, as we're going to get around here. Probably we have our beliefs in one thing or another, but we're not here to to, to spout those yeah, or to, to share those. To out. try to persuade you to either one of our sides. This is about kids, uh, and we're going to try and keep it that way. Yep. So I've got my two sides broken up, homeschool, in school, pros and cons. And as usual, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first. And uh, <laughs> you give me your, your pros for, we'll say, give me your pros for homeschool. I'll give you my pros and then we'll, we'll jump to the cons after that. All right. I also went to public school, all 12 or whatever, how many every years you're in school. But I was around a lot of homeschool kids. I did grow up in a small town. 
we didn't have very many kids compared to probably what you did in your graduating class. Some of the pros that I, you know, when I started doing a little research and actually sat back and started thinking about it just on my own is that there's a lot more uh, one-on-one time. You don't have to worry about your kid falling behind because you're going to notice it right away. Instead of the teacher, they had like 50 kids in their class. That might sound small to you, but to me, that's a huge class. But um, Yeah, that's gigantic to me. Oh, is it? Okay. My classes were around... 20 ish people that was a that was a huge class for us like yeah if you have either 20 to 30 40 kids in that class and one starts falling behind like that's on the kid like oh well you better you have to seek out the help instead of i think if you're at home learning from your parents like if they're teaching you or whatever you can take more time to work on what they're struggling with and another thing is you can be more flexible it's not English at eight and math at whatever and science at whatever you can do. Like if they've got English and science down and they're struggling with math, you can kind of breeze over English and breeze through, you know, science. And then you can be like, all right, we're going to focus today on math because that's where you're, you know, you're having some trouble. Those are some of the big ones that, and we're not trying to get canceled or be political, but cold hard facts of today's world, they're probably a thousand times more safer at home not to bring politics into it, I'm going to leave that out, but with what's going on, they're definitely way more safe, you know, safer being at home than they are, it seems, than going into the public school system. So that's another pro. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest pro. Yeah, that's, yeah, children's safety is the biggest pro. What about you? What are some of your pros that you got? Well, I, I want to preface or this by saying that I've got some, some numbers here that are based off of a consensus of compared and reviewed studies. I don't have the individual stats from any of those studies. What I have is the percentage of agreeing or disagreeing on on any particular topic. I just wanted to make clear that when I say 5% or whatever, that that's what I mean. So my top pro is safety. It's definitely safer at home. You don't have anything to worry about that you don't already worry about. You're kid is going to be facing the same environment and the same people day after day and even if there wasn't a school shooting every week (laughs) yeah then it would be still safer because we have things like bullying and and drug use and whatever and and your your kid's going to be exposed to far less of that right i'm not saying that they'll never be exposed to people doing drugs or people being mean to them yeah but with they're not going to school every day every day of the week, then they're not going to see that stuff nearly as often. Yep. Moving on, I have, this is when when those numbers come in. Homeschool kids often test higher, specifically on uh, written exams. The ACT scores of homeschool kids average one to two points higher than kids in school. So something's right in all of that parent-teacher relationship. Something there clicks because the by and large, the majority of the kids are doing better in the standards that we use to test their intelligence do you and think, their development. Do you think that kind of hits where I was saying about how they get, if they're falling behind, you can actually help them yeah, I like think focus more on what they're falling behind on? You may have multiple kids that, that you're homeschooling at the same time, well, yeah. but even still, the teacher-to-student ratio is going to be much less. Mm-hmm. And I would think that if your kid was having trouble with math or science or any subject that might give them an issue that they would be more willing to open up to mom and or dad about how that's hard for them yeah. than it would be for them to go to the teacher and be like, Hey, this is giving me trouble. Yeah. 
I wish that I could trust every teacher, but I know from, from other people's stories that they've told that not every teacher is as supportive as others. Right. And sometimes you might go to one and say that and they're like, well, Billy, that, that sucks and we'll try, but they don't care or try. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, also the large student size that does count for a lot. Yeah. If you have 30 kids and one teacher, even if that teacher does want to help those kids, they're not going to be able to. Mm-mm. And we moving on to, I think this comes more onto my personal opinion, but you can focus on teaching them, you know, what you want to teach them mm-hmm. in my life every day. How often do I need to know that? Any, I'm trying. I'm blanking on it because nothing matters. Like solve for x and yeah. y. Like know, math like, doesn't matter in your normal life. History is important. I would focus on that. Yeah. Science has never mattered to me. I've never needed to know anything about the periodic table. If it's something that interested me, then I looked it up. But there's never been a time where I was like, "Fuck, you know, what does hydrogen and oxygen do together, or whatever?" I mean, I know it makes water, but I've never needed to know that. Yeah. That's. Not really something I would put a lot of focus on, but something that I would put focus on maybe would be like how to do your taxes or, you know. I wish schools, speaking of that, sorry not to cut you off, but I wish schools would have classes like that. Like in high school, we had a careers class. We called it, it was called careers. And they taught us like how to fill out a job application, how to balance your checkbook, how to, we actually had like some upperclassmen come in and interview us as a job. I'm using the air quotes there, but do like a fake job interview and like our teacher would say, hey, ask them some questions that they're not supposed to, just so we would understand, you know, and we would get graded on it. But anyway. Continue. I'm glad that you mentioned a couple more things because I was going to I was gonna have trouble thinking of other real life problems that you would need to teach them. But check writing is a thing. My, I was just talking to my wife today about how there's one girl at her work that's never written a check before she worked there. Wow. And that multiple times throughout the day, you know, she'll have to answer questions. Uh, because they just don't know how to do it. Right. The only time they ever write checks is when an old person comes in and is like, can you fill this out for me? Yeah. And you know the old person's going to tell them what to put down. Like, And then we had another, it was called, like they had a little cooking class, but even just the basics of not, you know, of cooking, not, I mean, don't get a fancy and elaborate, but that like putting a button back on your shirt, like sewing a button back on your, or sewing a rip in your, in your pants or your shirt or something like that. Cooking just, specifically, I was thinking, would be good because you go to home ec and it's like full of girls. And you're yeah. like, well, I don't want to do that. Well, I, hell, we had one called Survival Cuisine and I took that just to fill. I had a block to fill and it was kind of cool because it was at 8 o'clock in the morning. So I didn't have to eat breakfast on days that I knew I was cooking. I took it just mainly to fill a block. Yes. And I'm glad I did because now, like last night, I made supper. Like it was just cooking steak. But I was going to say that it would help me learn as well. Yeah. I find that teaching helps me to learn the best and if i know a topic good enough to teach it then i know a topic good enough well yeah. enough whatever you want to say. we're not talking english even though i uh, that's what i majored in okay and lastly 70 percent do well in college versus around 60 percent of in-school kids hmm. and that's that's a pretty good uh, difference so from 10, college yeah oh. so 10 percent more homeschool kids graduate from college on average than that's homeschool Public school. Yeah, public school. I'm having a real tough time keeping a term in my mind for in school, public school. Like homeschool just like snaps to the to the lips. Yeah. The other one is so awkward. So beyond having trouble with words and sentences and thoughts and stuff, that's pretty much all I have to say about the pro (laughs) side 
of homeschool. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to say about that, why don't you move on to your cons of the homeschool side of things? All right. You get a little less socialization. Used to, it used to be worse. I remember when I was in high school and coming, you know, junior high and stuff, there was, there was kids that they got homeschooled for the first like half of their schooling life, so to speak. And then they just, either their parents got too busy or whatever, you know, whatever. I don't know what happened. And then they came to our school and the stigma was, oh, there's the weird homeschool kids. And, you know, we always used to think less of them, so to speak. I don't know why. It's weird. I mean, they were a little awkward, but they hadn't been in public school all their life like we had. Most of their life like we had. I don't know. It was harder for them to play sports while they were being homeschooled, but that's gotten easier now. So that's not really a con, but like in like in my case, if we only have the one, she's going to be, it's going to be one-on-one with, you know, my wife because I, you know, I'll be working <clears throat> and then maybe we'll save some topics for like if when I get home or whatever, if we need to, but, or if, you know, my wife struggles trying to get something through to her, maybe, you know, when I get home, I'll take over a try because people have different methods and, you know, whatever, but she won't have many people to, you know, it'll just be her and, and my wife. It won't, and, you know, her mom. So there won't be a lot of kids. So she won't socialize. But, I mean, we've, we're doing that now with her cousins. And all, all of my wife's friends have kids and that are young or a little younger than her. And they do play dates and stuff. So she's getting a little bit that now. But she won't have the in-school setting. And one of the things about public school, one of the good things, I guess, good and bad, you have a schedule you have to follow, like, do this class at this time then you move to this class then this class then lunch or or however you it was set up for you you have those every day that you know what your schedule is and but at home you you can kind of be loosey-goosey with that so in a way that could be a bad thing unless you really depends on the kid's personality yeah so it could teach the kid to be all uh, whatever about scheduling and stuff like that you could do something different but that's kind of one of the bad things about homeschooling i guess um, the social that social aspect is probably the biggest one that I can think of. What about you? Well, just like you, socialization was my number one pawn. You don't see any real, like when, when you're growing up and you're watching movies and, and learning about girls and, and whatever, they don't have a lot of teen movies and teen shows about homeschool kids. No. So there, you don't get a lot of, first off, you're not going to have a lot of representation and second of all, there's a reason for that because you're at home most of the time. Yeah. Like you said, it does get a little bit better nowadays, if only because all kids are online anyway. Yeah. So you are going to make friends just randomly through that and, and develop at least a little bit of a, of a group. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everything is going to be a, a little bit harder. The sports thing you mentioned, I thought about that and... What stood out to me was that if you ever want to do certain sports, specifically in certain ways, you're going to be very disappointed. If you want to be a wrestler and you're not in school, well, you're not going to be a wrestler. There's just no way that I know of around here that you could go to a school to do that and not go to that school. Yeah. Might be a place uh, in you know a bigger city that allows something like that, not yeah. around here. And if you want to play football, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, I don't want to narrow us down as far as the location too firmly, but there's a city nearby that that has like Pop Warner football. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that that would 
continue on through the ages, which would allow a homeschool kid to play football. Yeah. But a homeschool kid's never going to play for the state championship. And that's a big part of playing sports is, yeah. is, you know, getting those titles and getting those trophies and those accolades. And that's going to be completely closed off to you. And also with the sports thing, you know, if you're in school with the with those same teammates, the bonds are going to be a lot more strong. And you may be finding people that are your friends for life. And that's something that, you know, a homeschool kid's not going to have it, the uh, advantage of. Right. Uh, moving on, one of the cons, that, and this one's for the parent specifically, is you're going to have to get the materials. Yeah. The, the average homeschool parents spend 600 to to $1,000 on what they need to teach each year. And I know that uh, around here they have... I hesitate to even describe it because I'm hazy on whether it's something like an online group or if it's an actual physical place that you can go because I don't remember. I do know that there's one physical place you can go to buy the things. I was told once upon a time that there was some sort of group community which like shared the books and whatnot. Hmm. And like I said, I don't know if that's some Facebook group or how you would find that because I don't remember. It's been too long. But they were, the person that told me about it was pushing, you know, they, they homeschooled their kids and they were pushing the same thing for me. So I know that at least that's a possibility to cut down on your expenses. Don't you have to get quote unquote certified? Well, if you did, or... it would, I mean, it could only more than likely be like a teaching assistant. I think that in Tennessee, the rules are a little bit more lax because in Greenville, you have a lot of Mennonites that don't bother with schools at all and don't bother with a lot of laws at all. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if they just ignore if the police or, or whoever just ignore them in general or if it's really just that easy. So it may be that you have to get a certificate. That would have been really good to know. But at the same time, it almost certainly differs from state to state and country to country, I'd say. Yeah. So whatever might be working in Tennessee doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work in Virginia or North Carolina, even though we're right beside them. Yeah. Uh, lastly, it's going to take a lot from the parent just to do this. Yeah. They're going to have to have the time, the patience, and the motivation to take on the responsibility of giving your child the education they need versus just trusting that you can send them to school and have the, the teacher do it. Yeah. And by and large, that will usually be enough. Uh, if your kid is interested in secondary school, you know, going to college, going to wherever, then most high schools in America now will prepare them for that. But the homeschool parent, you know, it's going to be all on you to do that. You're going to have to take on a whole lot and maybe not to judge, but maybe your personality doesn't allow for that. Yeah. It may be that you can't uh, schedule. You're just not really good at it. Or maybe you are just not good at teaching things that you're not good at yeah you're not good at math or, or science and so you just can't teach those things well your kid's gonna have to pass the same uh, the same sorts of standardized testing that an in-school uh, student will take so they're gonna have to you know those things mm -hmm. and if you can't teach it to them then it's obviously not going to be the route that you're that you're going to take yeah and with that big con in my opinion i'm gonna uh, stop there and we'll move on to the public school side of things and it's your turn so go ahead and give us your pros about going to school <clears throat> well i've hit on a few of them 
it does set up a schedule for you. You have this class at this time every day, and then you switch, at least we did halfway through the year, you know, you would switch semesters. It would be the second semester, so you'd have different classes, but for the rest of the year. So that, that helps, you know, create something of a, some sort of, I guess it kind of instills a little responsibility in, in, in the child that and in giving homework and you know, stuff like that. It makes them plan around a schedule basically. Like, I mean, they can't really do much, but you know, you have this, 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 then lunch, then this, 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 or whatever it is. However, your school is set up. Ours was four classes a day. So we had two and then lunch, then two. It helps with the schedule. The teachers are actually, they went to school for it. So, you know, you're getting, I mean, probably not the, not the best teacher in your, in your area, but you're getting a, you know, somebody that knows what they're doing and they spent all their time doing science or math or English or whatever, social studies, history, whatever. Yeah, they might not be the best science teacher, but they're probably a better science teacher than you are. Yeah, than, than what I would do. So you got that going for you, being social and having friends that they can interact with in between classes and at lunch and, and you know, after school and all that stuff and playing sports. And But if you're lucky enough that your kid is amazing at, say, football and he can play high school football and then he can go on and get a scholarship to wherever whatever college will take him and and then maybe if he's good enough he'll get drafted even if they didn't go to regular school a great basketball player football yeah, player or, they're gonna have to go to a school yeah somewhere down the line mm-hmm. you don't have your michael jordan your, your lebrons that went to front couch uh <laughs> university or yeah. whatever you want to call it and that's not saying that if you're homeschooled you can't do that but it's gonna be easier to be noticed like in my little rinky dink town, there were there were a couple not NBA scouts, but a couple college scouts scouting a couple of the girls that played on our girls' high school basketball team because they were that good for the area, and we were like the lowest division possible. But still, it was I mean, it's not it wasn't anybody like Tennessee or anybody crazy, you know, Kansas, Duke. It wasn't anybody like that. It was just some local colleges wanting to scout them. Hey, I mean, that that's pretty cool. So you get that, you get the sports, you get the social, you get the schedule, the the better quality, quote-unquote, of teachers than, than what you could be. That's about it, like, for me, on the pros for public school. That's some good ones. You, you hit some ones that I didn't, but that's good because, I mean, we want to give people a, a broader uh, range of pros and cons. Some of mine, looking back over them, do kind of blend in together, so... I'm going to read them as I, as I wrote them down. If they kind of mirror one another at, at times, then just take that for, for what it is. What I mean uh, when I'd say that is going to apply to our first one, which is it's easier to make friends. Yep. You are around these kids all the time. You're seeing them, every, you know, I want to say every day, but, and maybe you will eventually, but certainly five days a week. And that's one of them sick. It's almost like a job. Yeah. And you are going to just naturally bond with people and find people of the same interests and develop lifelong friendships. You know, certainly once you get to high school, maybe you're not lucky enough to be still be friends with somebody from grade school. Somewhere along the line, you're going to be making really good friends and hopefully you're lucky enough to keep them. But I'm not saying that a homeschool kids not going to not going to do that. I'm just saying that in my opinion, it's going to be easier if you're in school. Jumping off of that, kind of the same thing 
is just better opportunities for socialization. Like you said, and a lot of mine are just going to be the opposite of, of the other. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. And there was a, the study that I, I referenced did talk about how it's actually not necessarily, well, I say not necessarily, but they put it in, in black and white. They said that homeschool kids typically do socialize as well as public schooled kids. Not better, but as well. And so I guess if you believe that study, then maybe it's not a better opportunity for socialization as far as public schooling, but it's definitely possible. It's one of those things where if they're at home, they're certainly not going to make those friends. And if they're at school, they might. Yeah. I won't say probably, but they might. Yeah. And something else I talked about in the cons of the homeschooling is the public school kids have more options for group activities. Yeah. The sports was just one thing. Yeah. And if you want to be in the band or if you want to be in the drama club or yeah. any club at all that's associated with the school, mm-hmm. well, you got to go to that school or your mom has to like work there or something, you know? Yeah. There's not going to be any way for little Johnny to, to do his homeschool work and then to go and be a part of the glee club. Yeah. That's not allowed. I would think even if they allowed him to practice and hang out when it came time to compete, he would be disqualified because he doesn't go to that school. Yeah. Moving on from that, it, this is a, another thing that would be my uh, opinion, and it's something that maybe certain parents aren't as concerned with. But I think that sending them to school would enhance or at least possibly enhance the child's feeling of independence. Yeah. They're going off basically on their own. I mean, they have friends everywhere and teachers watching over them, but you're not there. Yeah. And that has to have some sort of effect on them. And I'm hoping, at least for the terms of this this list here, that it's a positive uh, influence. Yeah. I know that my son is already a little bit independent, and it may be that it would that school wouldn't increase that a great deal, but there's other kids that it probably would help, you know, if you're going for independence in your child. And since I already talked about, I put socialization last in in the list, but I've already talked about that. So that pretty much is the extent of the cons. I mean, I'm sorry, the pros for my public schooling. And now what do you got as far as cons? Cons would be, number one would obviously be safety nowadays. You know, you send them off and you expect a certain level of them being safe. Like you trust the school system with your kid with their health and safety and it's getting harder and harder nowadays to trust that you know i'm trying to be delicate here without getting too deep into it but that's that is my biggest fear right now as it stands i mean we don't live in a huge area but it doesn't matter where you live it can happen anywhere and that's what scares the ever living out of me So yeah, anyway, without going too far into that, that's my number one concern. Number two would be the bad side of the being able to make friends, and that's getting bullied and getting bullied to the point where either they start believing it and causing physical harm to themselves or or even, even the worse and taking their own life because some moron at school is just trying to get a rise out of you and and you know won't leave you alone that's another worry of mine hopefully we we can teach our kids me you know if we decide to go public that you got to have thick skin to go to public school in a way 
I'm not saying that homeschool coddles a child, but it kind of does a little bit. In the, in the sense that we're yeah. talking about it, definitely yeah. does. That's another worry of mine. That that would be number Unless two. Unless you're like me <laughs> and you're like kicking your kid off chairs well, well, and stuff. Because yeah. I, I don't give my kid no slack. <laughs> He's like, oh God, I can get away from dad and go to school. <laughs> That's number two. Number three it would be that your child is falling behind and nobody nobody cares enough to help. Not that it's all on the teachers, but it, you know, once, once they get to be a certain age, there's a lot of responsibility that relies on the child to seek help if they're struggling. I know we had after school programs with quote unquote tutors, not really tutors. I mean, you could get one, but just people there, if you had a question that really understood the material that we were getting taught that could help you, basically a tutor, but they would just walk around, but Hey, you having trouble doing your homework or whatever. So we had programs and it was made known, Hey, there's these programs for you if you are. So that was kind of cool of my, my high school to do that. That's one of the fears that teachers are there just to get a paycheck and not really care about. I mean, they shape the youth. The next wave of politicians and firemen and policemen and doctors and lawyers and judges. And you got to think of it that way, kind of, that our kids are going to take over one day. And, and, and if they're not taught, I know there's more than one way to skin a cat. So if they're, but if they're not taught right, then shit could go downhill pretty quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, but anyway, those are my big three. I'll keep it to three since that's kind of the theme here. What about you? Those are some good ones. Mine may have, you know, combined down the three like they did before, but I don't. I'm bad at math, so (laughs) we'll just count them after the fact. (laughs) Some of mine are the same as yours. I'm not going to touch too much on them. Safety, uh, you know, that's number one. It seems like these days you take a risk every time you send your kid to school. (laughs) It's not just gay people or black people or white people, you know, anybody can be attacked at any time. Yeah. And for just the stupidest reasons, mm-hmm. I found out that the the guy that did the shooting in Las Vegas uh, killed however many people. He, he was doing that because he didn't think that casinos were giving him enough respect as a high roller. He, he, he had gotten a free uh, room, but he didn't think it was high enough up in the building. So what the one that shot the at the concert or yeah, whatever? Can't remember who did the concert, but yeah, the, yeah. It, it was like an outdoor concert. Yeah. That was the reason that he killed what thirty whatever however many people it was. Yeah. And you can't justify that and it and it's not gonna make sense. No, it never does. And you can't plan for it. No. You can't just plan for somebody to get pissed off at something that doesn't have anything to do with your kid and then they decide they're gonna kill your kid just to make a point. Yeah. And some of them don't even, like, tell you what the point is. It's like they fucking forgot that, you know, hey, people might need to know why I'm doing this. Anyways, shootings are bad, and that's one <laughs> that's one con uh, yeah. against public schooling. And another thing that I didn't really have a huge experience with, I mean, there were certain things because I was a, a shorter, smaller kid, but bullying, I remember growing up, that was always my worst fear is that I was going to be bullied. Yep. And... Like I said, I never really had to deal with it as far as a physical bullying. There was some annoying stuff that wouldn't really count for bullying at any other school. Yeah. But that was, you know, the extent of it for me. So that's why I remember it. Like I never got my ass kicked or anything. Yeah. No one ever physically laid the hands on me, but people would like annoy me. I mean, I, you know, I got shoved and stuff, but. So I didn't even get that. Yeah. Um, I would just get like, like there was one class I had where there's this guy that was behind me. He would like. Like he would fuck with the back of my neck or something. Oh yeah, like, like that was like the yeah. extent, and we weren't and we weren't really friends, yeah. so that was like the extent of it. So that was early on though. As as I got older, I was kind of the, I was an every every man though. Like I, I was friends with everybody. So it was actually because I, I didn't want to be that. 
I played sports, so naturally, if you played sports, you and you know you then were any, any you. good at it, decent anyway. Yeah, everybody loved you, but you also get a reputation of being kind of an asshole, and I didn't want to be that guy. Like I had friends that weren't that didn't even care about sports, like the the lonely kids in the corner. Like I tried to be. I'm not a very outgoing person anyway, but like I tried to at least go talk to them and make them feel, hey, maybe I'm the the one person that showed enough kindness to keep them here, so to speak, not to get dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the anti-bully. All it takes is one person to show kindness to help somebody out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's days where you just need one one thing. Yeah. And if you can be the person to, to give that, then you you don't know it, but you, yeah. you might have saved a life. Yeah. Once again, we're getting dark. So <laughs> bullying and shootings are bad. Yep. Another thing that's bad with public schools is the poor standards sometimes. I know I said that most schools in America are going to be good to go as far as getting your kid to college, but we live in the country. And when you get even deeper into the country, the standards tend to drop. Yeah. And I know that the same thing happens in big cities, that some of those standards, you know, when you get to the those public school number 172 that don't even got a name <laughs> they don't tend to care as much about the kids and and how much they're learning yeah so standardized tests really don't prove much that other than that you know how to take a test really yeah you can, you can memorize stuff yeah because i was terrible at that <laughs> not terrible i was about average but there's stuff i can do that a lot of my friends that were good at taking tests probably would be like huh what i was much better at writing papers than i was at, at taking tests oh yeah the papers are a better way of explaining your understanding. Mm-hmm. So moving on from that, overcrowding. A lot of schools yeah. are either almost empty or completely overcrowded. Mm-hmm. And that ties into, so I guess that's going to tie into the poor standards. If you're overcrowded, then you're not going to care about every student that, that's going to fall behind. Yeah, Especially if that student maybe is shy or whatever and doesn't want to ask for help. That's what I liked about where I came from, like, 20 kids in a class was pretty big for us. So, like, I wasn't, I'm not trying to brag, but look at me, Louie, or whatever, but I was a pretty good student. Like, I got pretty good grades, and if I started to slip, like, some of them would, like, pull you, like, hey, you need to stay for a minute and talk to me after class or or something. Be like, hey, man, is there something wrong? Are you, because you're slipping a little. Like, I had teachers that would actually, that, you know, because our classes were so small that they actually cared, it seemed like, and... I remember, you know, a few times, not that it was like early on in the, in the year that I was struggling with a few things and they were like, Hey, are you, are you okay? Like you usually, our school was so small. We'd have like the same, the same guy that taught geometry taught algebra. We didn't have a, a shit ton of teachers. The same guy that taught world history taught in U.S. history and, you know, stuff like that. So two different classes, but same teacher. They, they actually cared because they saw you more than just once a year that you, you know, they saw you or for one class, they saw you for probably two or three. Yeah. You're more than just a face. You were a person. So, and lastly, in this one, I really was just looking for other things, (laughs) but this is a, this is definitely a thing. At least the media would have you think it is and take that for what it's worth. It's not going to be the same in every country, but there's going to be places that maybe possibly might have biased teaching. And when I say that, I mean that your particular politics could decide that the local high school is left-leaning or right-leaning. Yep. And an example of that would be if you are hardcore Republican, hard right, like very many people in America, <laughs> then you're going to be the type of person that is really interested in the books that your school's library is offering to the, to the kids. You're not going to want anything that's going to be teaching critical race theory. You don't want anything that's going to be critical of the Bible. 
You don't want anything that's going to be promoting homosexuality or seeming to do any of those things. And so that might be a problem for you if you're that type of parent. And if you're a left-leaning parent, then it might be that you think that the school is not doing enough to teach them about whatever it is that you know, interests you. You might think that maybe they're not teaching enough about LGBTQ or they're not teaching enough about women's history in, in one way or another or whatever you know interest that you might be most focused on, the environment or healthcare, who knows, whatever. It might be that you think that the, that the school is not placing any kind of emphasis on that. Maybe you really care about the kids uh, learning about art and art history and m music and what have you, and, and that is something that the school doesn't offer. Uh, real quick on that, not to get too deep into that part of it, but I think people should not rely on the school to teach them those values of politics and, and like even religious beliefs, if you want to get that far into it. That, to me, is on the parents' job. I think teachers need to keep their thoughts to themselves on that kind of thing. I mean, if you're teaching a political class, that's a little different, but you don't need to scold people that have different views. I mean, that's just a problem, you know, in America in general. But I think it, it, it needs to be, the parents need to not force your child to, to think and, and do the same as you, but teach your kids about why you believe what you believe and let them make their own decision and it should be up to the parent, not, not the school. I mean, like if you're taking a political class, yeah, explain what each side is. But if you're left or right, don't force the kids to lean that way. Let them make their own choice. It's going to change as they get older or it might stay the same. I've When I was 18, I was one way and I changed. I went the other way as I got older. I'm not one of the extremists, but I have my beliefs, some beliefs that probably people don't agree with. And I'm, I'm firm in them, but I don't care because that's what I believe in. And that's I don't want to get into that. But let me do me and you do you and kind of hippie, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? You're a, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, you're the, there's a, a group of political followers that their philosophy is basically, I'll do me and you do you and, and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> it's popular and very um, well known and I'm just blanking on it. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, those are my cons. And that brings us to our closing segment. I know that we ran, we ran really long today. Hey, it's a... It's but an important is, it's yeah, an important topic. It really is. I mean school is just school in general there's a lot to say and we picked uh we kind of tied things, you know, into one episode to get it all out there at the same time. Yeah. It's not something like this isn't really fun for me to talk about like I know. It's, you know, but bullying some, and shooting yeah, and like I don't like love talking about that stuff. We like to be funny and loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah, right? there's been almost no humor. No. But it, there's always the dad joke. Yeah, there's always the dad joke at the end. We're not going <laughs> to leave you sad. Nope. So we'll, we'll end on a good note. So our future dad segment is going to be about what we chose, what we are currently going to do as far as uh, where our kid will, will be learning. Yeah. Um, once again, going to let you go first. Where do you currently have your child going to school? Well, obviously we'll make our final choice when the time gets closer, but right now, and that's also a decision if you are together with your the mother of your child i don't want to say if, like if you're not married or whatever but yeah. if you're at least with your with your the mother of your child that's a decision that you both need to talk about and it's not just a quick 30 minute con that that might be a, a couple days or, or you know you have to mull it over and think about it and whatever 
So I just want to get that out there. Don't don't make a rash decision. It's actually a really good thing you put that out there. Doubly good because I have not ran anything firmly by my wife. Yeah. This is my decision. Yeah. Before I go to her with it. Yeah. But we are we are leaning right now. I say we. I know this is a dad podcast, but our family, my wife and I, are leaning towards homeschooling right now, and that's just because they've changed the way they do math for crying out loud. If I tried to, if I was in school right now and they were, you know, hey, show your work, they'd be like, what the hell is this garbage? They come and they do all these freaking graphs to figure out what 178 plus 27 is. And yeah, I just, that was, that's bad enough. It should have been on, a, on my con list. Yeah. You, ha- you have to relearn math to, yeah. to homeschool your kid. And the way or, I'm going to, you know, to help your kid. Me being, I'm not saying I'm a whiz kid or at math or anything, but I am decent at math compared to my wife will tell you she hates math. She sucks at it. And uh, I'm probably the better of the two of us at it. So, hey, like I was saying earlier, that might be my department. When I get home from work, I teach her math, which is fine. Shit, I lost my train of thought. You're just saying that you have decided to temporarily go with homeschooling. Yeah, but anyway. And that <laughs> math is one of the reasons why you yes so I, i'm gonna teach her yeah there we go i'm gonna teach her the way i was taught math like you show your work and it's not gonna be these charts that you have to draw lines and arrows and circle this and that and add you know it's it's gonna be you stack the numbers on top of each other and you freaking add them together and carry carry the number and do you know do what you're supposed to do and because tennessee does do common core yeah so common core would, that's what it's called I you would have to yeah. if you wanted to help them with their homework yeah. you're gonna have to yeah. know it so in the good old-fashioned word problems you know like sally had 10 oranges and her brother adam <laughs> took away three how many does sally have left stuff like that now it's probably complicated but anyway i'm gonna teach her that like if if we do go homeschooling, I'm going to be the one that teaches her math, and that's what I'm going to teach her. I'm going to teach her the way I learned, and hopefully we can, if we get workbooks or whatever, we can find ones that aren't Common Core or whatever. We can find old school ones that are still quote-unquote certified. I know you can't use the same workbooks like from when I was in school because yeah. stuff has kind of changed a little. I'm sure that there's a uh, stamp of approval that they have to have. Yeah, to be reputable, to actually count as being schooled, but... Yeah, that's one of the big cons, I guess, of it now, if you live in a state that does Common Core. All good reasons, and I what, think that yeah. I got, I'm not going to add much to that when I agree with you that we are going to also do at least, like I, like you were talking earlier about some kids do like a half and half type thing, do uh, the basics at home, get them through grade school at least at home, and then let them go on to middle school or, or whatever. For me, a large part of that is down to the fact that once they're older, once they're 12, 13, 14 years old and older, worst case, if something is happening at their school, they're going to be smart enough at that point to know what to do. And now maybe things are so emotional that they lose their heads. That's a thing. Okay. But at least they would be old enough to have a, a chance at running or hiding or whatever it is that 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 school tells you to do in that in that situation that you know they'll be able to remember it they will pay attention when they hear it and they will be able to to help themselves survive if you're in second grade you're not necessarily going to be you know able to handle things like that yeah can you even carry a pocket knife anymore no i don't think so i think uh, yeah, in we, school, you can't have them at all. We used to, as long and, as they were, I think, like, used to put it on your palm. 
And as long as it wasn't long, the blade itself wasn't longer than your palm, you could carry it. But we didn't have metal detectors either. I'm, you know, we're old school. As easy as guns are yeah. to uh, to get and, and carry in Tennessee, you're not, uh, last I saw, you weren't allowed to have in public a knife longer than, with a blade longer than four inches. Hmm. So they care more about knives than they do about guns. <laughs> so that's really all of my my thinking when I, when it comes to, to deciding. I, you know, I gave you my pros and cons, and I filled up all this time with everything. But really what matters is the safety. And I can get my kid through grade school. If I want to, I'll take him the rest of the way. And if not, then he will be better prepared for life after that. Right. That was a long way of saying that uh, we're both kind of up in the air still, and we re- reserve our right to change our minds. But right now, we're both leaning homeschool. Yeah, we're both leaning homeschool. And, you know, there's not to get to because we're running, you know, long here. But you don't have to make your kids sit there with a freaking workbook and do stuff. Like you can create cool activities to teach them things to count and to sort and to match colors and and do all this stuff. You don't have to be like, all right, do this do from page seven to 10. And when you do that, you're done. You don't have to do that. You can, Hey, count these coins and separate them by quarters and, you know, make them do that. And that's teaching them stuff. Yeah. I mean, those, there's, there's always going to be so that. many different ways to teach a kid. Yeah. You've got those memories. Well, some of us do about like that really cool teacher Yeah, that taught you in a, in a really fun way. Oh yeah. I've got a couple of those. And you can do that at home. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that they were at school. You could develop the same techniques or, or adapt their whatever they did yeah. for your situation. I'm not saying that, that public schools are terrible, but homeschool is a lot safer. And right now, just recency bias, maybe safety is what's most important. And that's our special edition on schools. Yeah. And, and <laughs> we yeah, might have surprised you with this one, bringing you some serious stuff again. But hey. as dads, this is what we, you know, we think about this. Yep. And it's important uh, as a parent in general. So we hope that you got something out of it. If if you don't live in America, I know we got some fans, an abnormal amount of fans, like three different fans in Brazil. Somebody shared with their friends. That's cool. Yeah, Keep I appreciate doing that. It. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks. Oh, guys. you were telling me earlier to this was an off mic conversation, but I'll bring it on mic a little bit to mention to download. So if you guys could download our episodes, oh yeah, too, if you're gonna listen, it, it counts. Yeah, downloads count for more than just streams. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. And and really, at this point, like numbers, it's it's good to see numbers, and we like to get listens and, and what have you, but yeah, this is really just us trying to help people out. This is us trying to, to get together and hang out once a week, talk about things that matter. Yep. And hopefully, and it, it looks that way, we are getting some people that are learning something or at least enjoy hearing us talk about it. Yeah, and that's always nice. And that's, that's really the point of it. But... At the same time, you know, like, uh, share, rate, and uh, and download. Download. <laughs> Spotify now has, like I said, the, at some point in the past, it allows you to to give us uh, messages as yeah. far as what you thought of the episode. It's so, like a little. It looks like a little Q and A section. Yeah, basically. Well, I've done it with the uh, show that shall not be named. Right. It basically it just says like, "What did you think of the show?" And then oh. you can say anything you wanted about it. Mm. It should be easier to get uh, the, your, your opinions to us if you do have something. And please wanna... tell us. Yeah. And I know that uh, I've not got anything on, on Twitter. And if you're one of our awesome international foreign listeners to us, foreign listeners to us, <laughs> to us. Uh, we have Google Translate. So if you do write it in your native language, if you don't know English, 
And, or if you're just not confident in yeah, it. Yeah, and if you're not or if you're not confident in your English, which is okay because it's apparently the hardest language to learn. Yeah, I'm not confident in your language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm not even confident in my own language still. And it's my native one. So words are tough. Yeah, words but are tough. We have Google Translate, so please words don't be hard. afraid to leave us a message. We yeah, can, yeah. We'll for be sure. able to get it translated and uh good or bad. I mean we want good ones, but we'll take I mean we'll I, take any 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 right now. I really don't like okay, if you're like mean, then whatever you yeah. know, f you and the a. <laughs> but like, if you've got something to say that I don't like to hear, well, maybe it's gonna be good anyway. Yeah, and maybe then, it'll and, help us get better. Yeah, I'm open. Like, I'm not gonna say that bad opinions or, or negative opinions are are gonna be ignored. They're just gonna hurt my feelings real bad and probably make me cry. And that's all right. Yeah, and that's all right. But we thank you all, all of the listeners. We thank you for it. Yeah, the, we think all of our listeners, Canadian, yeah. American, all it's just, them. it's really weird that, you know, somebody in New Zealand or somebody in Poland it's, is, is It's weird listening. in a good way, though. Yeah, it feels like good. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's just weird that that's happening. So, like, if we if we have any sort of track as far as how we're doing, it's done by the countries that we're listened in. Yeah. I love that we suddenly have, you know, a new one or someone that did listen before has picked up and listened again yeah because i'm just i'm like oh well that guy from poland he stopped listening uh, because he didn't listen last week <laughs> you know and then i'm like oh my god that guy from poland's back <laughs> like you know whatever that's just how i am i'm awful about things i got a message from somebody the other day and i was like well i haven't heard from him forever that's that's bad <laughs> i don't really want to read that <laughs> and then i read it and it wasn't bad at all <laughs> but that's just how i am yeah i'm the type of person that really loves to get outside influence when it when I need to feel better. I need someone to help me turn my smile upside down. And I found Your that a smile good smile upside down. My my frown upside okay, down. Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, you'd be frowning then. Yeah, I'd be frowning. Well, I'd be. I'd, that'd be weird. Yeah. yeah, I'd be laughing with a frown. <laughs> I've done that before. I'm sure I frown a lot. A good frown upside downer is a dad joke. Yes, it is. And we like to leave you with one every day because even. Even if we're talking about death and, and cancer and, and abortion, <laughs> we want you to leave with a smile. Yeah. So, Dan, what's the dad joke? And this is kind of fitting for us because I see that the dogwood trees are in bloom. How can you tell if a tree is a dogwood tree? Oh, man. I always try to answer these like they've got an answer, but I don't know. How can you tell? By its bark. I knew it was going to be something to do with bark. <laughs> oh, yeah. A good bark will tell you anything you want to know about a dogwood tree. It, it will. Let you know if they're angry, if they're healthy, whatever. I'm glad that I will be able to take that information and go forth being wiser and smarter than I was before. <laughs> if nothing else, even if it didn't make you laugh, at least that dad joke made you a little bit smarter. Yeah. So once again, we thank you guys for listening. Tell all your friends to download and they don't download for them when they're not looking. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe one day they'll just accidentally play it and like it. And then they'll be like, man, I love you. Here's a bunch of money for getting me onto that podcast that I love so much now. If I could ever do anything else for you, like give you my car or my firstborn, just let me know because I really appreciate <laughs> you putting me on to this thing that I love so much. And don't be surprised if that happens to you if you if you get somebody listening. Yeah. And you're only going to get them listening if you share the podcast. That's right. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Hope you learned something. If you didn't, maybe you laughed at least a little bit. Hopefully. Uh, we'll have more laughs coming up soon. So until then, this is Corey. I'm Dan. And we will check you later. Check you later. Check you later.